and in a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And rounding off for us today is Alan Pettigrew, and we are the Traveling Hoopers. Let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Let's start with college basketball, because nothing makes more sense to talk about about basketball when there are three days where there's no NBA than college basketball. <clears throat> and uh, true. we got to talk about Zion, bro. I've never seen a human being explode a shoe off of a cut. Especially <laughs> not like that, bro. It's like his foot went the hook on the shoe and just ripped it in half. <laughs> I, that mess was wild. I, it, I don't it, think anyone's seen anything like it. Yeah, bro. Especially not at especially not at college level, bro. Definitely not. I mean, it shows how like how explosive this dude is. This dude <laughs> completely busted his shoe the first five minutes of the game. Bro, it wasn't even thirty six seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> I try to give him some credit <laughs> lasting in the game, but I guess that didn't work out. And Obama was there, man. Like, ah. <laughs> But I heard if uh, if you catch it at the right angle, I believe it's at like 32 seconds and you zoom in on the shoe, a tear drops before it splits in half. <laughs> I'll look it up for real. Oh, that's funny. Uh, All right, uh, I'm about to look at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just take your word for that one. I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah, but uh, Zion different. But I, So do they have to make new reinforced shoes for someone like Zion? If that's the case, if he's gonna just blow shoes apart, so they're gonna have to. I mean, I'd assume, but at least the suit, like looking on Twitter and whatever, those (laughs) shoes probably really most shoes aren't designed for a dude like him, but they're better shoes for him. Yeah, bro. No, he gotta wear like the bulky LeBron shoes, bro. You gotta wear the he gotta wear the soldiers the joints where you gotta strap them hoes on and you gotta lace them up and there's like three inches of cushion on each side. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear LeBron tearing his ACL or people that wear LeBron hey, is tearing don't wish ACL. That that. Don't wish that on that man. He about ninety three now. In basketball years, bro. You talking about LeBron? Yeah. And nah, not what I seen mm. last night. The other night. All right. 93 in basketball years is uh, Vince Carter. Yeah. Nah, bro. Vince Carter is 41 in basketball years, bro. There's, <laughs> How is LeBron 90-something Vince Carter is? There's like, a different level of a plane that LeBron has went through compared to Vince Carter. I don't know. I, Vince Carter's going over you. LeBron's going through you. Uh, I, I guess, but I'm not sure how that, caught, that age is differently. Contact. But LeBron has the body for it, though, man. I don't know if Vince Carter has the body for it. He just has athleticism and he has skill. But LeBron James spends a million dollars on his body every single year. That's a lot of money just on your body. It's a lot of money, bro. I'll give you that. But uh, y'all hear about Nike losing like $1.2 billion in evaluation? After Zion ripped their shoe apart with that his like toes, I did not hear about that. That is funny and it's kind of dumb. No, from a business standpoint, because all evaluations are just reactions to things that have happened. If your executive executive comes out and says some really wild stuff, 
business people are going to be like, ooh, you look messy. Let me not put my money in you. But you just ripped a pair of shoes in half, and it's pretty much the one of the biggest stars in basketball right now. On in on one of the biggest stages in like the past, I think that was probably the biggest game of the year, bro. It all it always yeah. is in, ba- in basketball is. period, NBA everything. I think that was the biggest game of the year so far. Right. Yeah, tickets were going for three grand. So yeah, bro. Hey, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to that game. There's, there's no way I'm going to that game. Absolutely no way, unless you hit the lotto. But there's no absolutely. Even if I hit the lotto, I'm not. I'm. I'm like, wait, I'm, wait. I'm can I watch it. this on TV? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not going. Right. Not going to that. <laughs> but um, the th- the thing with uh, the the thing with Nike and that stuff, you're talking about they lost a bunch of valuation. It's just like. For me, it's kind of just like, like you said, he is one of the biggest basketball players out there right now. But that's both figurative and literal. He's 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 a big boy. Most pretty much any just about anybody else isn't break isn't breaking that shoe, and anybody else who might is probably wearing a different shoe or a stronger version of it. I can tell you one basketball player that I can never ever see blowing a shoe apart, and that's Steph Curry. I knew you were gonna say that. Steph Curry. Yeah, the only thing he do is shoot. <laughs> Literally. And he's probably a buck eighty. A six three, a buck eighty, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, bro. He a legend though. We'll we'll give him that. Oh yeah. Yeah, best but shooter of all time. Yeah, but out but outside of that thing with Zion though, that game wasn't wasn't super memorable. Like Duke couldn't shoot from three to save their lives, and nobody. Like Johnson got off. Yeah, like uh, what North Carolina? They got most of their points in the paint. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, they were bullying those guys in the paint. Like there was no rim protection whatsoever going down there. So does that mean Zion is that much of a catalyst for that team, or or is that team just not? Or they were so distraught about Zion that they just didn't have it in the team. I think it was both. I think it was both. I think he is the catalyst at this team. At the same time, they were probably like, "What just happened?" You know, what yeah. just happened? And probably they looked like the, they didn't look like they didn't want to play it until like the second half, until they realized Zion's actually gone. That's when they started actually playing. But I think it was both. <clears throat> but like even then though, what I think I don't even remember how much they scored. Might have had seventy something, and Reddish and uh, Barrett had most of those fifty, sixty of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. You know what I still think is the funniest and like the wildest thing about it? Uh, Barrett actually ended up finishing the game with like thirty points, which which was the most in a rivalry game for Duke. Since Jabari Parker, and he still got slandered for it. Like he, people were still saying, like he didn't take over the game. It was like, bro, I have most of this team's points. What are you talking about? Yeah, whoever said that, crazy. Like, outside of like outside of Reddish and Barrett, nobody scored, and they kept taking threes that they weren't hitting. Yeah. Like at one point in the game, they were like five for twenty-seven from three, and I think that was the first half. Yeah, that's terrible. 
absolute terror. Duke, you got to do better. <clears throat> you got to do better. In their defense, North Carolina wasn't a whole lot better. They were still yeah. better, but not that much better. Yeah, I think it was. We literally just watched the difference between uh, age versus talent. Because Duke is a fairly young team. They have what? Maybe th- three guys that actually get playing time that are juniors or seniors. Yeah, Everybody yeah. else is like a sophomore, freshman. Mm-hmm. But, but Javin DeLaurier, can't pronounce that boy's name to save my life. Um, <laughs> the big man down low. Uh, and I think that's it, right? I think there's one more person I'm, I'm forgetting about, but there's a reason why I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Calvin, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Louisville. Okay. Duke. All right. So I'm assuming y'all didn't watch it, but okay. So here's the I thing. I watched. You watch it? Okay. Wonderful. But it was like, all right, Duke and Louisville playing, okay? Here's the thing. Louisville was winning the game for 30 minutes. All right? <laughs> they were winning the game for 30 minutes. And they completely fell apart the last 10. Like, it didn't make any kind of sense. Dumb turnovers. In fairness, two points came from the point guard just slipping where Zion had dived for the ball like the play before that. But other than that, it just made no kind of sense at all. They go from being, they go from went, being up by, like, 30 at one point, from being up from like 30 or close to 30 with like 10 minutes to go in the game to losing by two. Yeah, bro. I was, uh, they had like, they were showing like the analytic, well, not the analytics, but like the probability of them winning. And at one point, it was like a 98% chance. And then it just dropped off like significantly, bro. Like, it, it was like, here's the thing they controlled the game for 30 minutes. All right. Zion, at one point, I think Coach Case and Zion, and Zion had four fouls. Okay? He did not foul out. In those 10 minutes, he did not foul out. Right, somebody got to take a charge. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Somebody got to risk their life and go ahead and step in front of that uh, <laughs> speeding train. Nah, I'm not doing it. He's too big. Like, it, it didn't make any sense, though, because they came out they and they pretty much control the game and then they just fall apart. And I just don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah. Well, what I've seen in that game was that, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, Coach K uh, put the one of the Jones brothers, uh, is a Trey Jones, yeah. <laughs> at the top of the key full court. And as soon as that point guard came up to the corner, trapped him. And got a turnover every single time. They kept on falling yeah. for it every single time. Yeah, and pretty much. They didn't make adjustments, and that's their fault, Louisville. But I thought Louisville was going to win this game. But, hey, Duke pulled one out their ass crack. And <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language, but, man, um, that was a good game. It was a good game, <clears throat> towards the end at least. <clears throat> yeah, towards the end. The rest of it is kind of like, ah, Duke's about to lose this one. And then they, they didn't. deserve to, bro. No. <laughs> Hardly deserve to. Nah. <laughs> and Zion, I mean, and uh, R.J. Bear only had 13 points, four assists, and seven rebounds. 
played 37 minutes. But, I mean, he did a little of everything. So, but mainly it was Cam Reddish hitting those clutch threes. Oh, yeah, there was one three. It was like. It was clutch. Yeah, they came down. Um, Dude, I can't remember who had the ball. But Reddish was right right behind him. He just kind of hands it to him. He pulls up and like, that's going down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, I got a question for y'all. Out of the three freshmen on Duke, who do you think is going to be the best NBA player and why? Out of those three? Out of those three. I'm stuck between... If we're talking box office, I'm going to go with Zion. But if we're talking about a basketball player, I'm going to go with R.J. Barrett, man. I'm going to go with R.J. Barrett. Um, I see like a, like a James Harden mixed with like a, you know, a Kobe, high ceiling Kobe, low ceiling, you know, James Harden. But, I mean, he can score, man. He has so many scoring moves, bro. He got a floater. Um, he can shoot the three off the pick and roll. He can spot up for three. He can take it to the rim at will. So, you know, there's a lot of things he can do. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, Calvin? Okay, I'm a little different. Listen, obviously, one answer might be Zion, um, especially if he, like, develops his, like, his skills some more to go along with his unreal athleticism. And, you know, the body he has. But if we're not going to go with something obvious, I'm actually not going to go with Reddit. I'm going to make the – I mean, Barrett, I'm going to make the argument for Reddish on the grounds. Basically, because the thing is, like, he – with the other two there, he's basically designated shooter. Yeah. So, ba- so basically, it's the entire season of him getting to improve his shot. Um, when otherwise, he'd probably be playing a bit more like they do. Kind of like we saw in the um, Duke, North Carolina game, going to the rim more. Um, uh, and generally being more aggressive. And he's been relatively successful. I don't think he's been that great. He's been inconsistent, but so is the entirety of Duke. Um, but I just, I feel like he, part of why he's, he, he probably might end up being the most successful is that just the way he's set up at this point, he'll be able to adapt more readily to whatever team he's on. He, you can just kind of plug him in, and he'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I got to agree with Levi on this one. I got to I gotta go with Barrett just because um, I feel like what we're passing up on Barrett is that his floor – is probably going to be better than all of them. I think at worst he's going to be a ten point per game scorer for the rest of his career, and like a solid ten point per game scorer. Like not as prolific as Joe Johnson, and not as athletic as Rudy Gay, but like that solid dude that just kind of gives you some buckets that you're not mad at having on the floor down the stretch. Don't really know what that defense is ever going to look like, but uh, offensively that. That's where you go ahead and butter that roll. You ain't gonna be mad at that one. Oh yeah, and he has the ability to take the ball down the court. I mean, I mean, so does Zion though. So I mean, I can see why Calvin was going right. for Zion. He he does a lot of things. 
Like, so. I feel like Zion has the highest floor, personally. <clears throat> but part of that is just, like, how he plays. He he hustles every possession of every game. Yeah. I can and, see that. And just that combined with his athleticism, and especially because he's going to be in the NBA, he should get better at some things. Like, even if he doesn't become the truth, like, pe- like it seems like he's going to be when he gets to the league, and he never becomes that, if you if we look up and he's a career double double, maybe not twenty points per game or whatever, but like a low double double, yeah. it would make perfect sense. So we're looking at super athletic Kenneth Reed at worst? Basically, yeah. Yeah. That can handle the ball though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how about Kentucky though? Since we, we already in the state uh, of Kentucky. All right. Um, the facts. Bro, I, I got this one thing I want to say about Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Every single year, they start off rough, except that one year where they went undefeated with, when they had Carl Anthony Towns. But literally, just about every year since Calipari has been there, there is a part where we all kind of say, maybe Kentucky isn't that good, especially over the last three or four years. And then all of a sudden, Come conference time, we're like, okay, because they get to beat up on the rest of the SEC, and that's when all their talent kind of melts together, and something amazing happens, and then they're just kicking everybody but in March Madness, and everybody's like, we didn't see this coming at the beginning of the year. It's like, why do y'all keep counting that out? Like, there's there's that many talented people, and as much as I don't like John Calipari as a coach, he has a really, he has a really good ability to get everybody to not care about their ego and care about these results. Who knows what happens in the NBA? Some of them make it, some of them don't. But, like, he has a great ability to just be like, look, go ahead and do what I tell you to do, and you're going to get drafted. And it works out every single year. They make it to the Sweet 16, and then they fall apart because they're too young. But uh, that's all I got to say on that one. Um, well, okay, so... What was it? Last weekend, Kentucky played Tennessee. All right. Kentucky played Tennessee at home, Rupp Arena. They dismantled Tennessee. They they had control of the entire game. It wasn't particularly close. Um, what was I don't remember what the score ended up being. 69 like 86. Thank you. It was about 20 point win for Kentucky. Um, in. What at that point prior to that Tennessee only had one loss and that was to Kent and that was to a number one ranked Kansas team in overtime. Um, and I think this one kind of took the Tennessee team by surprise. I don't think they were ready for it. Um, what Calipari felt like um, part of part of the part of that win was them losing to LSU at the buzzer with a controversial call earlier in the week. Because, um, what, it was about whether or not it should have been, like, a goaltend or, a, no, a basket interference or something, something like that, but they couldn't <laughs> review it. Um, so LSU got that win. But they came, but Tennessee came, uh, came to Kentucky and got destroyed, and they uh, they they were they were wildly unprepared. They were probably a little bit cocky. Hmm. Um, 
But for me, at least, it's not wildly surprising. Not necessarily the amount they lost by, but just that they lost because Kentucky is and was a top 10 team. I would assume pretty much anybody that goes to to play a top 10 team over at their house is probably coming away with a loss. But um, what? T.J. Washington, they didn't have... They didn't have an answer for him. They also didn't try and double him at all. And he was just doing whatever he wanted early. Yeah, um, DJ Washington is very confusing to me, bro. Cause he's, yeah, he really is. It's. I think I'm thinking too much about last year. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem like he has, a, he has the tools. He just doesn't know how to use them. And then this year... Like, over the last, I want to say, like, 10 games, like, everything's clicking for him. I don't know if he's just riding a wave or he actually got better. I I mean, I think it'd be actually got better. If for no other reason, then he, he's had he's he's had a year to kind of figure it out. He, he's had the, he had the off season. Um, and he's had, you know, this season coming in. He's had, he's had time to figure the mental part of the game out. Yeah. Even if he didn't necessarily get get better skill wise, which I, he probably did, he's had time to figure the mental part of the game out. And so now he is the best player on a Kentucky team that is, as usual, um, click clicking at the, starting to click at the right time. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I can see. Would you say, uh, Levi? I say yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on about Kentucky? Uh, I hate Kentucky. To be <laughs> honest with you, but um, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, what might be? Never mind. Okay, actually, no, it would be fun. A rematch against Duke and Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that definitely needs to happen. I don't know if I want to see that, bro. Why not? You think Duke's gonna smack them? Who who's gonna guard Zion? A healthy Zion is like <laughs> is literally that team's kryptonite. They don't have anybody with enough size, or they don't have anyone who can actually guard him. Like you That's go small, you get barreled right. over. You go big, he goes around you. Zion's gonna drop forty in a national title game if they play him, unless they like triple team him. Yeah. And then you got to worry oh. about reddish. I mean, I don't necessarily want it to be the title game. Maybe Final Four, Elite Eight, but I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I, that's if even if Zion plays. I mean, there's speculation out there. Uh, people saying that uh, he shouldn't play. He should play. He should shut it down for the whole season. So what do you think about oh. that? What do y'all think about that? I'm going to be uh, real with you. I think the dumbest thing in the world that you can possibly do is actually listen to that. Because yeah. uh, literally, this happens like every. It usually happens more on like college football side when they're like, "Oh, go ahead and shut it down," and then everybody questions how much you actually care about the game. And not only that, you got this far because of your, because you want to play. Like one thing that's special about Zion is he clearly loves playing the game. And why would you? Or I, I get the business perspective. I get it. Secure the bag. 
I don't think I don't think you secured a bag that much because most things are drafted off because of what you've done lately. You sit out five months and let's say Barrett takes over, who's already the sneaky number one, and he cleans up his efficiency, or uh, Reddish just has that takeover mode, and then Zion's number two. You didn't just secure the bag. You lost $5 million. Congratulations. Now but your bag has a hole in it. Have fun. <laughs> but he has time to work on his game and recuperate and be healthy by then. But you, know? you remember Nordlands Noel when he tore his ACL and he was still drafted number six? And he is hot garbage. Yeah, but that didn't, that didn't have anything to do with him sitting out. He was going to be hot garbage regardless. Let's think of another player that happened to another player that's actually good. Let's think about it. <clears throat> I mean, Joel B. Yeah, I, I think I think what might be different with these scenarios is that they didn't choose to sit out. They yeah. had broken and torn ligaments that did not allow them to play. To play like they couldn't with, play. Yeah. Okay. With Zion, I think his is with like, like a, a knee it's sprain. Just, and they're yeah, saying he can come back. Yeah, first of all, if he's like, no, I'm good. I I was like, are you worried about this money or you you want to play? <laughs> I mean, if he sat out, it's whatever, I guess. But it's kind of it's kind of an overreaction. It's just like his injury is not it's not that serious. Now he needs to go find some like he probably needs some new shoes. <laughs> like oh, he, yeah. he needs he like he shouldn't maybe he should he should get a different pair of Nikes. But um, just in and of itself, his injury is not that serious. It's not like, like, I think Darius Garland withdrew from Vanderbilt earlier in the season, but that's after an injury that ended his season anyway. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. But I, also something I, I heard on uh, ESPN is that um, Zion had been wearing those shoes all season long. Same shoes? Yeah, same. Probably. Oh, wear and tear. Yeah, and that's why what we saw happen. Well, now uh, he knows he has to switch his shoes every game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, but how, like realistically, how do I feel about um, people saying top prospects should shut it down the minute they make a, a name for themselves? That on the uh, hmm? yeah, oh, go ahead, Cap. On the, uh, on the, I'm just gonna say in general, in general, it's kind of dumb. One, because yeah, you're the top prospect now, but in a lot, but there are plenty of instances where you're not necessarily a locket where you're going to go. So you, you shut it down, and, and like you mentioned earlier, somebody could take the spot that you were at. You, you don't make as much money as you could have. In addition, in a lot of instances, like yeah, dudes get hurt, but in a lot of instances, it's, a lot of the injuries aren't super serious. And, like, they probably would have been playing otherwise. Um, you mentioned uh, college football. It's a little bit different in that usually by the t- when they shut it down, it's the last game of the season anyway. It's a bowl game. Like they, like, they don't shut it down for the conference championship or the last game of the regular season. They, they shut it down during a bowl game. And, yeah, they do get that questioning. Um, I... I don't think that folks would question Zion or another basketball player, but I don't know. Basketball players don't really do that. Um, 
Uh, wait, what did you ask? I forgot. How do, you, how do you feel about people actually saying top prospects should shut it down? Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, if if they if they can look if you can look and it's like they're alive no matter what happens they're going wherever they're supposed to be going, then if they want to shut it down, fine. But you got there playing the game. Assumably, you enjoy the game that you play, and if you do enjoy that game that you play, there aren't a whole lot of good reasons for you. Like there, there aren't a whole lot of Good reasons that are that are that would that are justifiable in the sense of prob- of actually coming to fruition. Like, unless Zion destroys his knees, all of a sudden he's he's still going number one or top five, what have you. Yeah, top, yeah. Um, I can see that. Like, unless 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 those things, like he unless he has like a Sean Livingston type injury. From like years ago, yeah. or um, or like Gordon Hayward, like what two years ago, a year or two ago. Last um, year, right? Yep, like last year. he's he's going top of the like he's going top of the draft. So if he just wants to keep playing, he should. Like, there's no reason not to. Go ahead and like go for that championship. Yeah. Like get get that um all American player of the year. Get all your accolades. Like but yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. What about you, Leviticus? Uh I don't like the idea because you know I mean if you like the game, like Calvin said, if you like the game, play it. I mean if you're healthy, play the game, you know? I mean, I understand that you want the money, the bag, and, you know, you're trying to play it safe. But if you love the game of basketball, GMs are going to see that, and they're going to want to draft you based off of your passion and your talents. So that's what I think about it. Beat that. Talk that stuff, bro. I see you. (laughs) Alicia. Yeah, bro. I think think anybody – that automatically becomes a whole – in your game. Like, they talk about Andrew Wiggins all the time. Like, he clearly doesn't want to be there. If Andrew Wiggins had the option to go ahead and sit down and had, like, a reason, don't even think he would have did it. Because you have a passion for this game. You just might not show it all the time, but you have a passion for it, especially a kid like Zion. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next subject, because we have been talking about Zion for, like, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes. I'm okay with that. Design, I would I would love to do the Zion podcast for the next like 25 years. Besides <laughs> to play basketball that long because that man is very interesting. Man. But uh, let's go ahead. We still talking about college basketball. Um, I got a question for you guys. Oh, all right. Is this what, what I think this is about? What kind of bag do you think Anthony Edwards got to go to uh, Georgia to play basketball? Not football, hmm. basketball. Let's see. Um, full scholarships, <laughs> prostitution, <laughs> <laughs> all types of stuff, man. <laughs> they pulled up with the brink struck, and it was filled with strippers. Like he was like, "Yeah, bro, you coming here? You coming here?" <laughs> like, yeah, man. Oh, that's that's he crazy. Out, right. He turned down to go to Kentucky, the number, the possible number one draft pick next season. It was like. Kentucky's nice. Well, I'm gonna go to Georgia. Uh, it, but he's he's from that state, though, isn't he? I, I, like, I'm, 
Yeah, he's from he's from Georgia. Um, but I I'm gonna make the argument. I mean, like they they probably pulled some stuff whether they needed to or not. <laughs> um, but also, it's like I'm like I'm one of the best. I'm the best shooting guard in the country. A top five um, prospect. Per, just, just me personally, I'm gonna go wherever I want to go. Yeah, I always um, appreciate when players do that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Represent their hometowns. And like he's probably he's gonna go top. Like he's probably gonna go top of the draft next year, pretty much wherever he goes, unless he just falls apart. Because like, when I saw him play, he, it, it actually I didn't know he was who he was at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's just like. And actually, and at least for me, he didn't actually look like he he didn't look like he didn't necessarily stand out. And then it's like, oh, it, after a second, it's just like, oh, he can jump out the gym. Oh, he's kind of doing whatever he wants when he wants. So like, I don't think he's gonna have an issue. Like, if he if he decides, oh, I want to stay close to home and just go to Georgia, yeah. go ahead. Um. <laughs> Hopefully it works out a little bit better for you than it did for uh, Langford. <laughs> poor, poor Romeo. That boy ain't got no help. But I, I think there's there's also going to be a difference because I do think Anthony Edwards, excuse the pun, has a little bit more dog in him than Romeo Langford does. Because I remember watching Romeo Langford a couple times this season, mm-hmm. and you could tell – there's either a mixture of he wants to be friends with everybody else and he doesn't want all the attention on him, or he's just a really fabulous teammate. Because uh, even even from the beginning, the middle, or the end, it wasn't like he was like, give me the ball, I can turn this over. He's like, I'm going to make the right pass and I'm going to have everybody feel included. It's like, no, bro, you're the only five-star prospect worth talking about on this team. I need you to go ahead and... uh show us why we wanted you so bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I could see why he committed to Georgia. I mean, he's from the South. So like Calvin said, I could see why he, he went there. <clears throat> A lot of players like to do that. Yeah. Generally. Would you have your uh, your son do something like that? Like if you, like, would you steer him towards like going to Missouri or something? No, I would not. I definitely would not. <laughs> I definitely would not. Um, wherever he wants to go, but I'm not gonna steer him KU or MU. You know, I'm not gonna do that. But you know, I prefer Duke or you know um, a good program, uh, South Carolina. I like their program. Um, you know. Places like that, man. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll go ahead and put this on the record. <clears throat> put it on the record. Teams, when my son, AP3, that's what he will be known as. AP3. When he becomes a top prospect, um, Kansas. Y- y'all y'all need to give me a bag that big. I'll take 20K. That's all I need. I just need <laughs> only like boats, but I'll take a boat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, y'all want to go ahead and get back into the NBA because um, I think that's all we got. Real for quick, I'm sorry. What did y'all ask? Um, I think it was what was it? 
would, would you steer your son to go to your hometown uh, school, basically, which is probably Memphis, maybe, right? Yeah, my, depending on what on how you want to put it, it'd be it'd either be Memphis or Vanderbilt. Yeah, low key one, but uh, I low key want some more top prospects to go to HBCU. So I'd probably yeah, I'm, go ahead, go to FAMU yeah. and drop sixty a game, my guy. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Ain't nobody gonna stop you. Coach say something to you, just just hit them. What they gonna do? Kick you out of school? No, you good, bro. <laughs> my my thing with my kid, top prospect. Like go go to Memphis, go to Vandy, go to Sam, or go to like Harvard or somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, you know. Like if if you're if you're not gonna go to one of those schools, go go to, go to go to a place with where you're gonna get the connection, and the education is supposed to be super amazing. Go like, somewhere where it's warm, bro. Cause I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. It's winter time during your season, bro. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be freezing and happy at the same time. I refuse to do that. Don't go to like Alaskan <laughs> University, bro. It's my only option. No, it's not, bro. No, it's not, bro. We'll go to the JBA. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> the JBA. Speaking of college, well, after, you know, before we end the college segment, uh, how do you feel about LaMelo Ball trying to go to KU? Talking to K. Hey, I've you like I've that idea? Been more excited for a prospect outside of uh, Andrew Wiggins in my life to go Man. to KU, bro. That's I would love to see him in, uh, in that red and blue jersey. I know it's not going to happen, but I need him to go. Shoot, I might have to go I, to a game if he comes. Look, I just, I'll buy I just passes. What you mean? I'll, I'll drive before four hours to go, uh, go up to uh, Austin to see him play. <laughs> Look, I just want to see if they if, if they can if they can pull it off and be somehow eligible. I just want to see that. Yeah, it's not exactly. Like he's trying to go to Duke, and it's not like he's trying to go to Kentucky. They're going to pay attention to whether or not you're eligible. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna investigate. Did you hear about uh, Kansas being like? Actually, we're not. We're not recruiting. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I was I like, did. okay, what? Like, Hold your horses, Lamelo. <laughs> We talked to you on the phone. That don't mean we want you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's against the rules. Maybe they're not trying to talk to him so they won't get fined or something. You know, maybe they bro, just... Take that fine, bro. Take that fine and give him a scholarship. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't need yeah. much else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> question before we end this. Um... Since the Duke tickets were like twenty six hundred dollars on average, good, uh, right? I wish I had twenty six hundred dollars right now. I'd get it in pennies and roll around in it like I'm an idiot. Uh, <clears throat> but um, they were saying this is another reason why college basketball players should get paid. And once again, I go back to the why. You said why? Yeah, there are way too many rules and because they accumulate. Billions of dollars for these schools. I I get that, but the billions of dollars they don't come they don't come here for ed, just the education because they're good at I'm, education. They come because they're good at basketball and they're accumulating billions of dollars for your school for your brand. That's why they should get paid for it. Well, they were saying, um, what's the reason athletes should get paid? I'm sorry, because the average cost of a ticket for that game was twenty six hundred dollars, uh, and they're getting paid for that. The school's getting paid for that. 
Yeah, they get in the 26. The players don't get jacked, and they got to do all the same things the NBA play. They got to get in front of the camera. Got to do press conferences. They got to do all this other stuff that NBA players do, and they don't get paid a dime for it. Besides, you know, you can get a buffet every for your breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, you got to eat ramen noodles though. No, you don't. <laughs> Look, it depends on what school you're going to. But um, have you have you seen Kansas basketball dorms? Yeah, those things are nice. Bruh, they have a barbershop inside. <laughs> and they have their own personal basketball court inside. They I've really seen that. And I think they have like a private chef in there too. Realistically, they don't have to leave the dorm. Ima- nice. Imagine. Being like, yeah, I need money too. It's like, bro, you're already here for free. What are you talking about? I right, yeah. I'm, it does I'm, depend what school you go to. As all you said what? Um... <clears throat> Bruh, I, I get what you're saying, but um, let's fam use basketball team is tragic, to say the least. I've never heard any of them boys complain about anything. Some of our biggest hype beasts are those athletes. So I, NCAA don't listen to this. I don't know where they're getting that money from. Maybe their parents are rich, but I've never heard any of them ever say anything about being hungry. Uh, ben Simmons, he said ben he Simmons was tired. Did- he said he had ten dollars in his account. Ten dollars, literally. This, this is the thing. Ben Simmons' dad, I think he coaches in Australia and was a professional basketball player in Australia, and I think a little bit in the U.S. Just Your dad was just money. making it rough on you, bro. He didn't want to give you money. That's what that was. <laughs> I mean, he's on his own, you know. Some parents just leave your kids on their own. They, you know what I mean, you're on your own now. You're an adult, but technically you're not adult. You're only 18 years old going to school. <clears throat> it's like you're legally an adult. You're not really an adult. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're still on a leash, you know? <clears throat> like, um, what was it? I'm a, like the, the folks we talk about whenever we start, when, or we really think about whenever we start talking about um, should the athletes get paid? You know, Zion Williamson, Ben Simmons, um, whoever's on North Carolina's team of the world. They like there's they're there pure like their stuff is purely for basketball. They're they do exist out in the world of folks who aren't supposed to get be going first in the draft. Um, people who actually. Because the thing is, they're just the the, the high the high profile folks. Pretty much just there for basketball. They're, uh, that that is their job. They're not really there. For, they're not there for the education. They're there for basketball. Um. So and in that respect, yeah, like they they get the easiest classes possible. In the case of North Carolina, the classes are a joke. They don't really <laughs> exist. Um. <laughs> And there are probably some other some other school some other big schools that do that mess too. Memphis. Um, <laughs> I I don't even know. Anyway, um, he not snitching. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Focus one thing at a time. All right. So, but is but it's like there like there are kids in new one who actually do have to go to class and get the grade. But the dudes we're talking about, for the most part, aren't those guys. They're, just, they're there for basketball. 
they were paid under the table to come and play basketball. Like, that is all they're there for. You might as well make it so they can get paid over the table or at least make money off their likeness. Like, let Zion go ahead and get sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I see where that goes, but there's like a... There will always be an unfairness to it. Because yeah. uh, yeah. Buddy that goes in the second round is not getting the same type of love that Zion's going to get. He's not going to get the same type of love that Romeo Langford go- is going to get. Because Romeo Langford is a homegrown talent, and he went to Indiana. I think every person with a mom-and-pop store is like, hey, will you endorse my brand? He's getting at least $50 from every person in that town. Every person in Bloomington... Indiana is going to give him $50. Like, he's going to be fine. Every time he go out, somebody's like, I, I got you. I'll pay for your meal. Right. But in Tallahassee, just because you got the uh, just because you got the warm up on, bro, I'm not giving you a single penny. <laughs> it's, it's like, you about to go out here and lose? Yeah, come on, bro. I'll give you a hug. Tell you it's okay. It'd be better next time. It won't, but I'll be nice to you. <laughs> Like, but it's like, even with that, though, it's like, okay, we say they can make money off, like, players can make money off their likeness. Yes, then everyone's not getting the same type of love. Like, the Mike, Mike Dom at South Dakota State isn't, isn't, isn't about to be out here getting a massive Nike deal like Zion would get the mo- like the moment that stuff could happen. Like, he's not getting a massive shoe deal, but his biggest thing out there. There's money for him, yeah, it, and he's still one of the best players in college basketball. Yeah, responses so, for everybody. Yeah, even if they're not big sponsors. Yeah, it's like the car dealership a couple miles down the road wants to throw some money at you to to get on a billboard for them. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's driving sales. You know, it's business. Yeah. I, I do think if you, if you got some type of hustle, they should definitely let you do that. Like, if you're a really good artist and you draw on shoes, I think they should let you do that. But um, as far as, like, a single entity paying you to go to class, because that's your first duty, if you don't do that, at least you can't even play basketball. Um, I definitely think that should be a thing. Like, did y'all hear about, um, I want to say... It was a USF kicker or UCF kicker. He had a YouTube page and the YouTube page blew up and he was getting paid for it and they snatched his scholarship away. What? Yeah, this happened like two, I want to say like two, three years ago. And like he was really good. Like possibility of him getting drafted in two years when his, uh, when it was his time. And they went ahead, snatched that, and I think I don't think he's made a NFL team yet. That is that's messed wild. up. That's that's how that's the system like, is. No one like no no student who's not an athlete. That's that's not gonna happen to you. Like they they're not about to snatch your scholarship because you got a YouTube. Page yeah, if, yeah. If it was like a regular student, like a frat boy or something like that, or. You know, so we're already they, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna take that from you, bro. There's kids that make millions while in college. Exactly. Yeah. But there's kids that they have their hustle and they're straight. Yeah, why does that have to be on that? Is, yeah. It's weird. It's just weird, man. 
Yeah, but let's go ahead and move on to the NBA. Tired of being depressed and not caring about these seven-footers getting money. Uh, <laughs> the boy Isaiah Thompson is back. Anybody, oh, yeah. watch, anybody watch that game? Or see anything that was interesting? Uh, I see he's uh, getting his legs under himself uh, and also it's getting his confidence. <laughs> he says little legs. <laughs> Why you guys say that, man? Come on, man. Let the man live. Let the man live. Yeah, he um, start dunking on people, I'll leave him alone. That's not happening. Exactly. So I'm going to continue to make fun of him. <laughs> hey, he'll give you 40, though. He'll give me 40, but I'll still make fun of him. That's cool. Congratulations. At the end of the day, I'm still taller than you, huh? Like, that's all that's all I got. So you wouldn't so you wouldn't have made fun of Muggsy Bolt? Oh, I definitely would have made fun of Muggsy Bolt. What are you he talking probably, about? He would have dunked on you, bro. No, he wouldn't have, because he couldn't dunk. He, 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 he wouldn't have dunked on you. He would have dunked on you. No, he would not. Bro, he'd shake your pocket every time you look up though. Yeah, oh yeah, he had Hey, man, his defense was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. he would lock me up. I'll give him that. Defense was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give him that. He'll lock me up, but still taller than you, sir. You're a grown (laughs) man. This dude funny. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. I love stories like that. Yeah. The little guy making it to the pros, doing some stuff, and then somebody calling him a fucking midget and ruining it all. This is the dumbest thing I've ever like. That's still the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, like you haven't you probably you probably heard that type of mess all your life. Why do you care now? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, bro, this is, that must have been a bad day for you. Yeah, that must have been one of them days where he put his shorts on. It was like they're still too big, and then Michael Jordan was like, "Hey, little buddy," and I just uh, broke him. Poor kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but outside of that, All Star Weekend was it worth it? <clears throat> like, was it? Were you were you entertained? Are you not entertained by All Star Weekend? Because I'm tired of people saying that the dunk contest is terrible. That's all I got. I I got lazy, so I I didn't watch the last two days. So I didn't see the All Star game or the dunk contest. Or the three-point contest. Right. So you telling me you watched the celebrity game, but you didn't watch the actual NBA players do actual NBA things. I meant to. And I watched the uh, the Rising Stars game for a little bit. I don't know. I'm so I don't know. I, just, I don't even know why I watched the, the celebrity game. I watched it on a whim. But... um. It was it was it was fun to watch though. What um, celebrity game? For me, yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Ray Allen was doing pretty much whatever he wanted. Bro, you yeah. see Ray Allen with the handle package? How about Lowe's? How about Lowe's? How Bro, about I don't even talk about famous Lowe's. That boy nice though. That boy yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. He got buckets out out here, out here trying to break the break the ankles on a on a midget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, did y'all peep that we just watched the end of um, Quavo's uh, prime? He no, he's no longer the best. Think so, bro. Nah, that's all I saw from that game. The boy, I, 
Yeah, he, he, he's out of his prime. It's a famous loss now. All he had was two years. Poor kid. That's a two short career, man. Very short. Uh, did we see? Did, was Kevin Hart playing this year? I don't think he even no, played. No, nah, he didn't play. Kevin Hart. Uh, I don't think he played last year. He played last year. Yeah, he played last year. Did? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing about this Liberty game. I don't know. I was just here. I was watching, and like all the people who who have or at some point did get money to play basketball were clearly the best basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> like Asia Wilson was chilling. She was just kind of. All right, I'm gonna do a reverse layup, bro. But she was talking stuff. Why? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with with that free throw out here, talking mess. Yeah. Um, Jay Will uh, Jay Williams mm-hmm. was making some crazy passes and also doing pretty much whatever he wanted. And what didn't he get hurt? So he never played in the league. He didn't play in the league that long. I think he played like a season and a half, and then he crashed his motorcycle. And then they were yeah. like, "Yeah, like, we'll let you have his money, bro." Yeah, but him, Ray Allen, and Asia Wilson were clearly having entirely too much fun. Yeah. Like at one point, they showed Ray Allen he had the biggest smile on his face, just out here shooting four point shots. Yeah, I was watching it. I was like, this man is really out here uh, playing his game to get a 10-day contract. Oh, yeah. I see you, right? For real. Um, and then he got to play in the uh, three-point uh, contest where they brought in the uh, alumni, I would say, to shoot. They did pretty terrible, not going to lie. <laughs> but <laughs> Bro, When he airballed, I was like, well, there goes his t- – that's his 10-day contract right there, bro. It's gone. Like, Contact? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think they scored only like eight points, I believe. I think it was like eight points. Bro, when they brought them out there, I was like, whoa. They about to drop like, they going to have to drop like 20 racks on that uh, charity. It was like, nope, no. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Um, what, uh, how's the dunk contest? Like I've seen some of the highlights, but I thought the uh, the dunk contest was straight. I kept hearing people say this is the worst dunk contest ever. No, they like, say that every year, bro. I'm starting to hate that. It's like we all know what the worst dunk contest ever was. That's the one, um, the Barry Boy one. I can't think of his name. I think it's Rick Barry. But it's, yeah, um, yeah. They played Rick for the Barry. Warriors. They had a dunk Barry. contest back then. Yeah, yeah, he won one because everybody wow. else was awful, bro. And I was like, come on, did y'all not see Hami? My boy, Hami jumped over Shaq and then put his arm in the rim. Yeah, that was yeah. nasty. That is the most ridiculous thing that I've seen in years, bro. Outside of like people who get professionally played, paid to dunk, that is the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, but outside of that dunk, that was not the most memorable dunk contest yeah. ever. They yeah. gave a throwaway 50 for, um, I believe, Dennis Smith Jr. jumped over, uh, can't think, J. Cole while he was sitting in the chair. And they were like, 50. I was like, yeah. I can jump over J. Cole while he's sitting in the chair, bro. I can't dunk it, but I can get up there, bro. I think it's because he's a smaller player. 
and how how high he got. They go off of that too. They go. And then he did a. Then he brung it around like a little mini windmill. <clears throat> dunked like, it, but question: When we say he jumped over him, do we mean like he jumped over him where like he had to he had to uh, open up his legs and hit a split to clear, or like his feet were over a dude's head? Yeah, he kind of happy. He kind of had to open his legs up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I think the highlight of the night is when J. Cole tried to dunk the rock. Yeah. That was a highlight of the night. Miss, bro. bro, he was almost in there. Didn't he yeah. have like jeans on too? I think that's yeah, had, that was the most he had impressive. A bubble thing. Cup. He had a bubble cut on. Bubble yeah. cut. Like, what's going on here? I have to take all my clothes to try to dunk, man. All my clothes, <laughs> dog. Shorts. You'll be out your ass naked, dunking. <laughs> Oh man, I need all the weight off of me as hey, possible. Hey, bro, thank you for putting that image in my head. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, uh, okay. No, but did I hear about like people who keep saying that the dunk contest is not what the dunk contest used to be because stars don't do it anymore? And realistically, I can't think of any star currently that I want to see in the dunk contest. Like, I've never wanted to see LeBron James in the dunk contest. There's nothing. There's never been a dunk that LeBron has done outside of, like, the double pump uh, alley-oop dunk that he did in, like, 2007 that I've ever seen LeBron do where I'm like, yeah, I want to see him in the dunk contest. Uh, Maybe in this... Maybe when he was in his prime, when the dunk contest was actually kind of popular, which was probably in 2009, maybe 2009 around that era. But other than that, I don't know. I, uh, I, did Westbrook ever in um, a dunk contest? I don't think. No, and I mm-hmm. I can guarantee you I don't want to see Russell Westbrook in a, a dunk contest. There's <laughs> never been anything I've seen from him that says this man is going to be amazing in a dunk contest. He is an in-game dunker. He's going yeah. to make it look bad. He's, if this was a poster competition, I have my money on Russell Westbrook at this point. Definitely. He's going to have the prettiest posters. But if we're talking about a dunk contest where you have to be creative, you got to do the between the legs, behind the back, all that good stuff, the only person I can honestly think that I want to see for sure is Paul George. And he was already in when he did terrible. <laughs> Like, people kept saying uh, Giannis don't want to see Giannis at all, bro. Unless Giannis is going to jump up there, grab the back of the backboard, then dunk it on the way down, don't want to see that. That'd be awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I'd pay extra for that, bro. Like, after already buying my ticket, I would go back and give them $50 extra. It was like that. That was worth it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's like a tip, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, dunk contest, it was all right. You know, wasn't my favorite, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and Joe Harris just shot, shot himself into a close to a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, and now y'all watch that uh three point contest. Yeah, I, I seen most of it. Yeah, Joe Harris won. I think he hit like at least twenty five each round. Yeah, he was, he was very consistent. Oh, yeah. He, he's one of the reasons why Brooklyn 
is dangerous this year. It could be dangerous in the playoffs if they make it to the playoffs. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, very good backcourt. Like, if somebody yeah. told me that would have been a good backcourt like, when uh, D'Angelo Russell got drafted, I'm like, nah, bro. Nah. Nah, nah bro. Because I remember Joe Harris when he played for, I believe, Virginia. I was like, hmm, he's not going to be good in the NBA. <laughs> I was wrong. I mean, I don't think anybody think he was going to be this good, at least. I'm telling you, when uh, when J.J. Reddick decides to retire, how we talk about him being like a really consistent shooter over his career, is going mm-hmm. to be uh, Joe Harris is going to be that for the next generation. You think so? Oh, hell yeah. Who, who else? Who else is shooting like that? Uh, all the guys in the three-point contest? <laughs> False. Nobody, nobody else is doing it on like a J.J. Ready level where the only thing they can do is shoot. Like, what else have you ever seen J.J. Reddick do besides shoot, bro? I can't remember the last time I seen him get a layup. <laughs> Barely, I mean. <laughs> I've been following him since he was in, uh, when he got drafted by the Magic. When he was next to the White House. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember nah, those days. None of that. Yeah, all he, all, literally, all he did is come off screens, spot up, yeah, maybe get a back cut, but that's gonna barely happen. <laughs> Just catch the defense off guard. But I remember those days, man. <sighs> they had a whole bunch of snipers on that team too. Right, they had to Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis. Stroking. Yep. Big man. Yeah, Ryan. They had JJ. Ryan Anderson was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Jameer Nelson. That's bad. I forgot all about about that was my favorite team at the time too, bro. The magic, yeah. Michael Pietras. Yeah, Michael. He had a shot too, and he had defense. Dang. Out here juicing up before the games. Uh, who else was on that team? Vince Carter? Yeah. Vince Carter was hooping. Uh, yeah, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was there. Of course, everybody knows that. He wasn't shooting, though. No, he definitely wasn't. <laughs> I think Rayford Austin though. was on that team, too, for a little bit. You said who? Rayford Austin. Uh, Skip to Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Okay, question. What do you think could possibly make the All-Star game more fun outside outside of stars doing the things that we don't really care about that much? Um, Let me think. I would say... um, Having players uh, bring, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. There's a lot of stuff they could probably change, man, that they should change. <clears throat> uh, I don't even know. I got one event. Which one? One-on-one. One-on-one? One-on-one, bro. Instead of skills challenge, one-on-one. One-on-one challenge? Yep. Would you give them like a set time? They have to 
You got a bucket off a shot clock. You got to get the five. Shot clock. Ooh, that'd be intense. Shot clock, 12 mm-hmm. seconds. First person to five. So what, so what does the winner get? A trophy, like everybody else. You <laughs> 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 can't get nothing else. Hey, man. You're about to get these clicks, and you're going to get this trophy, and you're going to leave me alone. <laughs> All right. I can see. I like that idea. I like that. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of another one, like a, like something to do with the the retired guys besides the celebrity game, like the big three. Yeah, they, they should have, add that. They, they should got add that league. No. <laughs> <laughs> he said they got their own league. That'd be fun, though. You know, bringing them to the All Star game, like they bring the old alumni shooters. Why not have that for the uh, for the guys that retire? You know, I'm not gonna lie. That'd be kind of lit if the NBA does decide to buy out um, Ice Cube, and now they got the the G League for the babies. Uh, NBA for the real NBA players, and then they got the big three for when you decide to get old and come over here and play with us. Yeah, that'd be something special, mm-hmm. man. I put basketball on top of Mount Rushmore. Basketball's already on top, bro. Uh, yeah. Earl. This is just a random thought. Okay. But do y'all think that? An old Allen Iverson would still break break ankles if he were to just randomly show up and and play like NBA players one on one or even in a game. Um, currently, I think he'd probably be able to give uh, poor defenders like uh, like I think he might be. How oh, I can't even think of somebody. Um, who. Jose Calderon, I think he's still playing. I think Allen Iverson across him up pretty bad. Uh, but like an actual NBA player that we're talking about, even even somebody on like a bad team like DeAndre M- Bembry, mm-hmm. nah, you're not getting that off. Nah. Uh, yeah, he's probably not even explosive as he was when he had the handles back in the day. But maybe he can cross up a big, you know. Cross up a big off of a pick and roll. Zaza Petulia. <laughs> broke that boy ankles in two. Step Definitely. In the middle of the game, bro. Definitely. I could see that. <clears throat> I could definitely see that. But that's all I have to say on that one. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got on the itinerary. If my phone ever decides to unlock, okay, cool. All right, uh, I think that I think that might be it. Unless we want to talk about people who got traded. Uh, didn't did y'all do something? I thought y'all did a little something with that earlier. We did. We'll probably come back and do that, like, you know, at the end of the month or something. Well, next week is the end of the month, but like. At the end of March, when we got like mm-hmm. a larger sample size, because um, we really don't see how everybody fitting together outside of um, Tobias Harris. I think he's had like three, three games in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but uh, that's really not enough time for everybody to get adjusted 
and see how much they've actually improved. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely bring that up later. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, man, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and sign off. Levi, let's hear it. This is Levi Washington. You can uh, hit me up on Instagram, Fourth Quarter Legends with a Z at the end. And I have a big project. It's a secret. It's a secret. And uh, it won't be launched until, you know, we get the contracts and stuff going and all the other stuff. But it's something big, man. <clears throat> be prepared. All right, Calvin. All right. I'm Calvin McGowan. Um, what? Follow me on Twitter at C McGowan I I C M C M C G O W A N I I. Um, I talk a lot about college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, when I do talk. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this is Alan Pettigrew signing out. Uh, don't forget to follow me at. Um, AP underscore the underscore great underscore. I got a new piece I just did on uh, the last couple games that the Thunder have played, and I have another one coming up probably today about how Markeith Morris fits with uh, the Thunder. Uh, that should be coming out later today. Uh, link will definitely be in the bio. Um, <clears throat> And another thing, I have been filming a lot of basketball at all different levels uh, down here in Dallas. So go check it out. I have a on our YouTube page, The Traveling Hooper. have a couple videos of some of the top-ranked um, eighth graders that are going to be freshmen this year coming up. Uh, there's one kid that's going to be amazing, and Cameron Barnes, who's already seven feet tall. And he just turned 14, so he's going to be super scary. Uh, and a bunch of other guys similar to that. And, uh, yeah, follow us at The Traveling Hooper on Twitter for all the little uh, comments and whatnot that we will be bringing to you. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day.